the gospel, understanding the gospel or God's good news. So in this imperative that we understand this as disciples of Jesus, as believers of Jesus, as his children, because this is the one message that we have been given to preach. That's everybody. Even our homilies or our messages should contain within them the gospel of Jesus. That is the message that we have been commissioned to preach. And just let me encourage you, now is now not the time, beloved, for ambivalent living or living in ambivalence. What do you mean by that? Having mixed emotions about the God that you serve. If it's Jesus, know it's Jesus. And if it's not, you need to find out who it is that you serve. Because uh, in the times that we're living, and you can just look just you know, throughout the land, uh, you don't even have to look at the news and tell that biblical prophecies are being fulfilled day by day. And if it is not the Lord Jesus, I encourage you to get to know him today in Jesus' name. Amen. John chapter 1. And I got that going to all the world, of course, from if you want to put it up just for their hearing and seeing, Mark 16, 15 is where we have got our foundation of Scripture. And the Word of God declares, and he said to them, talking about the disciples then and you and I now, go into all the world and preach the gospel to every creature. Go into the entire cosmos and proclaim the gospel of Jesus. Again, that word world, we get the Greek word cosmos from which we get our English word cosmetic or our makeup. So we are literally to go into every man's world and change their makeup, change the faces of nations with the gospel of Jesus. Now, this is very important because there is only, according to the scripture, one Gospel, And just let me say, say this, um, much of what, and I said it last week, it bears saying again, and not really interested in who gets upset at it, but I have to preach the truth of God's word. But much of what we hear and preach today is not the gospel. Um, are they good messages? Absolutely. Are they inspiring? Sure. Are they messages of Encouragement? Yes. Are they messages that are making a difference? Indeed, they are. But are we changing the faces of nations? Not like we should be. Why? Because although we are hearing good messages, they are not in and of themselves the gospel as we know it. So consequently, you have all of these other religions on the uprise because the gospel somewhat is not being preached. Does that mean people aren't hearing the word? No. We, we, are, being, we are having scripture and Bible, Bible verses, man, God preached to us, but that doesn't mean that that is the gospel. Yeah, you're preaching scripture, but that is not the gospel. And what we should be preaching, and the one message that we all have is to preach the gospel. And I submit to you, you have a lot of 
Christians waning because they've been, and listen to what have we been preached? We're being preached on, uh, even if you, you know, uh, uh, listen to, again, what's being taught. You know, a lot of it has to do with me being broken down so he can set me up for bigger and better. But what, what? It, it, it's, it's me having my hand out, receiving more. So what? When I don't have material possessions, many act like children and they begin to waver because they have made it out to be a thing of materialism or, or a materialistic gospel. It's not a prosperity gospel. Now, understanding the gospel will prosper you. But we have focused on preaching more stuff and not preaching the gospel. That's why I, I, I love those who tune in uh, in third world countries because they are hungry for the gospel. Whereas in Western America, we have become so sophisticated and trying to look cute and have a bunch of stuff. But we cannot articulate, nor are we proclaiming the gospel. We're just blending in with everyone else. We haven't met any real persecution for preaching the gospel, as in some other countries. You haven't, you, you haven't been faced with a machine gun in your face and been told hey, either you renounce Jesus or die. You haven't been placed in that situation. But I submit to you much of what we're hearing. Does that mean that it's just totally bad? Does that mean that uh, if the gospel's not being preached, man, God, I'm going to hell? No. If you're a believer, you're good. But, but here's the point. We're not doing what we have been commissioned to do when we fail to preach the gospel. Thank you, sir. We're not being effective as we should be. That's why a lot of people, they call this, this watered-down foolery. And, and for some, you, you, you almost have to agree because of what we're getting and, and how we're displaying ourselves. Something to think about. No, we don't want to hear this. So we, we hear good scripture being preached, good Bible stories, stories, but we're not hearing the gospel. So this is the whole purpose of laying this, this foundation. And the reason why Jesus is, see, and you can't preach the gospel while leaving out the person Jesus. You can't, not this gospel. And the reason why it is so significant, because not only was he fully man, but he was fully God. And to, watch this, and, and, and to deny him is to deny God. And when you deny God, you are considered an unbeliever, and that is what the scripture refers to as blasphemous against blasphemy against the Holy Ghost. It is to 
It is to refuse to believe the ministry of the Lord Jesus. And see, Satan is so cunning. And while we were busy on build, building more and getting more, the enemy was subtly implementing his plan. So now you have, you know, this uh, gospel of pluralism or religious pluralism, if you will, where, where now, you know, it, uh, it, it really came on, the latter, especially in the 20th century, uh, where uh, we see now there's more than one way to the Father. But there's only one gospel and one way. So, and I spent time showing you this the last couple of weeks. So, and this is important because to believe in any other name relative to the gospel is to be led astray because only one name. See, and when you understand that one name and that in that one name is fully God, fully man, oh, I see why no other name has the power to save. Are you here? Do you guys remember the birth of the church in Acts and the church began, Peter and the apostles began to preach the gospel and the church was growing and uh, around chapter 4 we see them thrown in prison for preaching the gospel. And they were brought before the Sanhedrin or the Council of Men, generally 70 leaders who would stand in the daily courts or sit in the daily courts and judge matters. So, and it wasn't so much, what, what tickles me is that they, it wasn't so much that a man was healed or that the church was expanding by the thousands. That didn't bother them. What upset them was the name in which they were doing it. We don't mind people getting saved, just not saved in that name. <laughs> so when they were brought before the Sanhedrin, this is Acts 4.12, they, they, were, they were curious about, or were not curious, they wanted to know, by what name are you doing these things? Go to Acts 4.12. And he said, <laughs> no, uh, yeah, well, look, and he said, uh, what? Nor is there what? Salvation in any other name. For there is no other name under heaven given among men what, by which we must be saved. So if the Sanhedrin insists on repudiating the name of Jesus or rejecting the name and power of Jesus, watch this, they must also, and this is what they were saying, if y'all are resisting or repudiating the name and power of Jesus, you must also, watch this, insist in repudiating the possibility of salvation. So, in other words, if you deny Jesus, then you are, then you are saying that men can't be saved. And the only way men are going to be saved is through this name. So, 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 so when it, in other words, so when it comes to salvation, if we're talking about being saved, you have to go through this name. And again, 
even today, people don't mind the name. Just not. And they've gotten so sophisticated to say, no, there are other names, not according to this word. Ah. Romans 1.16 says this, and I'm as the Apostle Paul, for I am not ashamed of the gospel of Christ. <laughs> for it is the power, watch this, of God to salvation. Who? The gospel of Christ. <laughs> so this gospel is the only one that has the power to salvation for everyone who what? Believes. Are you here? So, ah. I'm still reviewing, but let's just slow down. I'll make sure you are out by the time the Super Bowl comes on this afternoon. So now let's just recap a little bit and let me get to a, and the reason why I had to lay this foundation is because uh, let me show you, let me say something. And the reason why why this is so important is because the person and work of Christ. This is why I've been laying this foundation because if I if we just jump right into the gospel of why he came, the purpose of why he came, and what that meant for you and I, it, see, it's hard for me to receive that if I don't think he's the one. <laughs> why am I going to believe that? And there are others. But if you laid the foundation and, and show me through Scripture that there is no other, then, then I'm more inclined to now receive this gospel because there's only one. Are you here? So the reason why we had to lay this or land this foundation is the person and work of Christ, watch this, are indispensable components of the gospel. Again, it, it's, it's no good if we leave out the man Jesus. Are you here? Why? Because Jesus is both God and man. So, now, let, let's go back to John 1. You there? Now, <laughs> John begins this gospel with a series of, watch this now, and I'm going to show you something. John begins this gospel with a series of declarative statements about the deity of Christ in contrast to the other gospels. Uh, John begins with his gospel in eternity's past. Matthew, who portrays Christ as king, begins with the genealogy to prove Christ's uh, Davidic lineage. Mark, who represents Christ as a servant, begins his gospel with Christ's public ministry as a servant. Luke, who emphasizes on the humanity of Christ, begins his gospel with a lengthy description of the events that led to Christ's birth. Whereas, again, John presents Jesus as the Son of God, and he begins his uh, uh, gospel with what? 
eternity, talking about eternity. Now, again, I explained to you on last week the terminology son of man or what son of God meant. And I'll share a little bit more about that with you today because if I understand, see, to us in our English dialect, we just think ordinary son like you and I. No. Son, and what that word son, it literally means one who has the same nature, character. Whereas I showed you that word begotten uh, in the Greek, it literally means one of a kind. None else like this. <laughs> anyway, in the beginning, let's look at this again. Are you there? Verse 1, we're going to read verses 1, 2, 3, 1, 2, and 3. In the beginning was the Word, and the Word was with God. Uh, uh, and the word was God. Verse 2, he, the word was where? In the beginning. All things were made through who? Him. Him who? The word. And without him, nothing that was made was what? Made. In the course of verse 14, and the word became flesh what among us and dwelt among us in uh, the glory of the only begotten son, full of the father, full of grace. Now, in the beginning, you can write this down for your notes, relates here not to the act of creation, but what existed when creation came into being, namely the Word. So the Word has existed, it has existed, excuse me, from eternity's past. Again, He wasn't created, He has always been. So here in the beginning, it relates not to the act of creation, but rather who existed when everything came into being. And, and, and to prove that, we know he was already here because nothing was made except by him. Are you here? So, so when time began, the word was already in existence. Okay, so even when we see in Genesis, Genesis 1, we're talking about in the beginning. That's not talking about that's in the beginning as we know it, but not in the beginning when everything came. God is not confined by time. That's for us. As a matter of fact, where it says in the beginning, the Lord created the heavens and earth. That word heaven is talking about the skies. But he, the, the son the, or the word and the Holy Spirit has already has always been in fellowship before the beginning. You can't have a beginning if you are existed, if you have existed from eternity's past. There is no beginning and there is no ending. He has always been. So, so when time began, the word, we, see, we, we're trying to establish why we can't believe in no other name. Because the word was in the beginning. When time began, the word was what? Already, we see that. Notice the scripture said, was the word. Again, we know this unique name of Christ, Logos. Now, referring to him, that word Logos only occurs four times in the New Testament as a name, 
as a name. And it's, of course, and it's only used by the Apostle John. John 1 and 1, which we see here, uh, verse 14, and the Word became flesh, okay? Uh, just, just to show you, just for your hearing, 1 John 1 and 1, let's look at it. Watch this. That which was from where? From where? From the beginning, which we have heard, which we have seen with our eyes, which we have looked upon, and our hands have handed concerning, uh, uh, concerning the word of life. Uh, let's go to verse 2 and 3. Let me see something. The life was what? Manifest, and we have seen and bear witness and declare to you that what? Eternal life, which was with the Go back to verse 1. Hold on. Ah, I got to spend three weeks laying this. That which was from the beginning, which we have heard, which we have seen with our eyes, which we have looked upon, uh, and our hands we have handled concerning the what? Word. Okay, there it goes. Logos. So four times used as a name in reference to Christ. Okay? Verse 2 says, the life was what? Man manifested. And we have seen and bear witness. declaring... Watch this. And declare to you that eternal life, which was with the Father and was manifested to us. So, again, we see he was with the Father. Again, three in persons, one in essence. Not three different gods. That's polytheism. Matter of fact, that contradicts scripture because there's scripture where God clearly declares that I am God. And besides me, there is no other. In time, I can't get, we of course would need more time, but listen, another thing you have to, that's why he's given us, as Romans says, things that we could clearly see that, that in, in, uh, anybody with common sense should know that this is not, I'm not the product of just some big bangs, spontaneous combustion. Don't even insult your highly intelligent self on that. That's why we have to, from what we see, gather by faith. This same John tells us that there's stuff, that, miracles that he did that's not even recorded. As a matter of fact, when you get to the end of John, he says there are things that he done that if we were to put them in books, there wouldn't be enough. But here, okay, there, then we see it again in Revelation 19.3. Okay. I'm just giving you some nuggets to put in your notes. And they said, uh, uh, is that Revelation 19.3? Hallelujah, he smokes, rises up forever and ever. No. Uh, 19.13, sorry. 19.13. He was clothed with a what? Robe dipped in blood, and his name is called? Who? Okay, now. All right, now let's go back. Now, let, let me show you something else. John 17, 5. Let me show you something since we're in John. See, see, watch this. See, 
because the word has become so sophisticated in their persuasive words, in, in, in their learning, that if you're not solid in the faith, you would think there are 17 million ways to the Father. So don't let somebody insult you and tell you you've been closed-minded and you've just not been open. And I'm not open concerning these matters. Not in you changing what the word says about God himself. I'm not open to that. And now, oh, Father, and let me slow down. I keep forgetting my audience. Let me act civilized. Because I get excited when I get, I don't know about you, but. Truth, Mother Mary, makes me excited. And you shall know the truth, and the truth shall make you free. See, that's a liberation when you know. John 17.5. And now, O Father, glorify me together with... See. And I'm trying to show you how the unison, the oneness, because the Lord, he, he would not share his glory with no other. Oh, now, and now, Father, glorify me together with yourself, with the glory which I had with you. Before the world was. So the word was before what we know as the beginning. And the, let's now let's go back to John. And the word was and the word was God. No, and the word was with God. That's where we are now, right? <laughs> All right, so we did, in the beginning, we did, uh, word was God. Now, and the word was what? With God. Do y'all see that? The words translated, it was with God, proston theon, could be rendered, and the word was face to face. With God. <laughs> so in the beginning, the word was face. See, you can understand what he said. Let us. Holy Spirit was in there. Remember, he was hovering over the, the water. So uh, anyway, uh, I, I like stuff like this. Maybe you don't. You, you want to hear about Seven steps to regaining your financial portfolio. God, all that stuff is good, man, but that's not the gospel. That's not the gospel. And, and see, that's the problem. We've become good at being better versions of ourselves and not being better versions of Christ in relation to preaching in this gospel. Two important things emerge from this statement. 
first, notice the word is a distinct person. Do y'all see this? And second, the word was enjoying communion and fellowship with another distinct person. Talking about the Father. Let's go back to verse 1. Y'all look at it. In the beginning was the word. And the word was with. See, there it go. With God. And the word. <laughs> well, yeah. All right, let, let, let's, let's, let, let me get to my next point because y'all looking like pastor. Now, notice, and it says, ah, and the word was God. Now, notice the reader. In case the reader, watch this, assumes the word as a distinct person is less than God. Watch this. John concludes the verse with an emphatic statement. That the word was completely God. In other words, he said, just in case you don't believe what I'm saying, and the word that I'm talking about was God or is completely God. And to lend greater possible emphasis to the importance of this statement, it literally reads, and God was the word. <laughs> Boy, y'all. Oh, oh. That's what it literally means. And God was the word. You hear? Verse 2, he was in the beginning with God. Uh, do y'all see that? This verse simply summarizes the depth or the deep theological truths revealed in verse 1. Okay? Again, here we see verse 3, the word in creation. All things were made, what? Through him. And without him, the word, nothing was made that was made. This verse establishes Christ. Watch this. Listen to what I'm saying. This verse establishes, as, come, as we come to know him, as Christ, as the subject of creation, Sister Williams, and not the object of creation. He was the creator, not the created. Let me say it again. <laughs> Listen, I don't know about you, but about you, but if I'm where the word is being preached, the truth is being taught, I wouldn't take that for granted. I want a pastor that investigates and 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 and, 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 and digs and discovers and this ain't time for playing. I'm not about entertainment and the organ and going and everything. Me say yeah, now God bless us. None of me. We need the gospel preached. Matter of fact, when you have the truth. I don't, I, don't, I don't necessarily need a message to feel good. Because when you learn this gospel and it starts working for you, you feel good all by yourself. Like well, I have to come in here and you pump me up. And, but nah, you should already be pumped up because you have the truth. Make yourself feel good when you have the truth. You can feel good all by yourself. Just you and the word. 
So here, verse 3, this verse establishes Christ as the subject of creation and not the object of creation. He was the creator. Why? Because nothing was made that was anything that was made was made by him. You hear? Not created. And, and I showed you last week, I, I gave you the, uh, throughout John where he declared, I am, and, and I share with you how in Ju- Judaism, uh, I am is unquestionably understood as a name for God. So whenever Jesus declared, I am, he was identifying himself with God. And that's another reason why they hated him. Okay? Uh, then we went to Genesis. Let's go there. Genesis 1:26, seeing Christ in the beginning. Verse, and see, once we lay this foundation, then we can start getting into the good news or God's good news. That's why, then this morning, as I was just reading over this, and the Lord said, that's why you spent so much, I had you to spend so much time on talking about the power of agreement. Or having that faith that's in agreement with God. Because that's a necessity in understanding the liberality of the gospel. Because it ain't you. It's, putting, it's, it's you coming into agreement with him. Whereas religion still has you trying to do something that will bring about satisfaction to the Father or your righteousness. And it is not you. We're righteous by way of him. And when you believe that, you would take the pressure off yourself trying to please men and live in his freedom. And see, even when, and, and even when people kind of preach it, they, they, on one end they set you free, then before the end of the message, they lock you back up. Because, listen, when you have the truth, you, have to, you don't have to keep telling me, don't, don't go out here and do all that. If I got this, you ain't got to worry about that when I know who I am. Why you keep telling? Me? I ain't want to do what it, it well, because the enemy will try to put thoughts in your head. Now you, you you may not can do anything about thoughts coming, but you can't arrest them once they come. Amen. But the stuff I used to do, I don't do anymore. I don't have a desire to go back and party like I used to. I don't have a desire to get high. Get, I, don't, I, don't, I don't. And I didn't get that way by somebody preaching me every Sunday. You, you don't go out there and get drunk this weekend, Rev. Once you get high, don't be out there fornicating all that. Because the more you preach like that, the more somebody's going to get out here. And Notice, Jesus said, Holy Spirit will convict the world of sin, not us. And we're too busy trying to convict folk. Well, well, no, no, we're condemning folk rather than letting the Holy Spirit convict them. See, we, I just show you the, the gospel has the power. The, 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 the power is in the gospel, not in... Matter of fact, I don't want to be somewhere every weekend. That's all you talking about. Who, 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 who... Listen... You don't preach salvation to me. I'm saved. Now, now, give me some gospel. Give me some good news. 
You, ain't got, you don't have to keep telling me, stop smoking. Stop. Matter of fact, and y'all, I've been saying it for years, I'm not telling you to do it. But let's, if you're going to hell, you're smoking. Where is that verse where it says if you smoke, you go to hell? Now, everybody who got a pack of cool mouths, I told you, he right. <laughs> Hadn't said one word all service. He preaching now. <laughs> I'm coming back next week. <laughs> now, now, it does let you know on the back. If you keep doing this, it could lead to. But my, po my point is this. My job is to preach the gospel to you. You'll stop smoking if you want to. Do, do, do you know how much time it would take? We would never hear this gospel if I got here every week and preached on who fornicate and who, who doing it, who shack and who. Do, do y'all know we would never accomplish anything if all my messages was. I know from week in, week out, we all working on stuff. It, listen, we, we would never hear about God if I preached on what everybody working on every week. So rather than focusing on that, I'm supporting you to Jesus. The one who actually has the power. And passes a stroke and having heart attacks, died, preaching on folk sin, and they'd still be living if they just preached the gospel, man. Worry about folk what they do. Man, I, I know people cutting up. But I love you. I'm going to preach the gospel. Man, I ain't concerned about that. I'm, I'm glad you're here where I can get this gospel because it has some power. Care what you, I could care less what you did last night. Don't want to know what you did last night. Now, I didn't say I didn't care about you, but I, I, it's none of my business what you did last night. And this is where I am. I have so much confidence in the words, Sister Mother Mary, that if I give you this, you're gonna do what you're gonna do the right thing. I try. Listen, I got so much confidence in the word and in you receiving the word. Oh, she all right. She know how to say no. Oh, he good. He know how to tell them no. See? What was that? <laughs> was that the smoker giving me a thumbs up? <laughs> See, see, we, we, we focusing on the wrong thing, man. Condemning folk. Let Holy Spirit. Er, see, everybody matures at various levels. Some of you won't even sit at a bar at a restaurant. And, that, and people taking that scripture out of context, don't let, let not your evil be spoken good, not your good be even spoken of. That's not talking about you sitting in bars and going with heathens. Or, that's where we're supposed to be going. Matter of fact, if you worry about being where you don't leave that, you might as well become a hermit. Because anywhere you go is going to be somebody who needs the gospel. Folk arguing over, should I drink, should I, should I drink? Hey, listen. <laughs> There's enough verses in here that if you would interpret them correctly, you'll make the right decision.
Then all the drinkers, see, I told you. He is preaching real good. Girl, I love him. <laughs> he good, ain't he? He good, ain't he? <laughs> now, when you get home, don't do this. See, here, now here's how, where they contort it. Pastor said it's okay. That ain't what pastor said. That's not what pastor said. I'm saying we have to stop condemning folk who had a sip of wine. Ooh. And if there were the gospels being preached, what, what, as they mature, whatever they shouldn't be doing, they'll stop. That's my point. But, but listen, I, li, listen, li, y'all stop clapping for a second. Listen, y'all can't let me be quiet for a second. Let, I'm trying to help you. This is my point. See, I done lost y'all clapping. All, yeah. Listen to what I'm saying. Man, pay attention. This is the point. I, I, I'm not going to spend my job is not to get up here and debate. Should I drink? Should I drink? Should I smoke? Should I not? My job is to preach this gospel. And as you mature, you would know what to do. But my point is, if you've given your life to Christ, don't let nobody condemn you because of what? Just tell people, hey, man, pray for me, bro. You know, lift me up, man. Because whereas your vice might not be smoking, it may be committing offense. It may be lying. How come we don't say that? How come we don't? Why won't we talk about the gossipers? Anything further on that, you can get with me and I can, you know. We'll send you verses or whatever, however you want to do it. Then you have to, but, but the point is, this gospel will free you. Why are we talking about this? Yeah, come on, y'all. Oh. Y'all know. And, and watch this. And I don't have to spend time. Work. Why should I worry about that? Because if I'm giving you the truth, I trust that you're going to do the right thing. That's my point. Okay. <laughs> Amen. Y'all still here? Because here's the thing. You don't have to stand before me. I'm not God. Genesis 1. Genesis 1. Ah, I have spent so much time on this. Genesis 1. Okay, we see Christ in the beginning. Y'all here? See, uh, uh, now, hold on. Religious people don't like this. And that Holy Ghost fire brimstone, holy, I'm already holy. The mere fact that you are born again, you are a hagias, sanctified, holy, set apart. You are holy. The mere fact that you are a saint deems you holy. We, we have made holiness to be a bunch of outward performances. That is not holiness. And again, 
there are those so busy preaching condemnation that we are void of preaching the gospel. And while we're preaching condemnation, some folk, the world is going to hell in a handbasket. Rather than preaching the liberation of this good news, man. And, and some of that stuff is nothing more than trying to control people. The word lets people know how to live. Huh? Holy, listen, Holy Spirit can, can, can convict somebody way better than you can on your best day. He can do better than you. I don't care what kind. Of, listen, you, we, 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 can't do, we can't do what he can do. He has a way of getting in somebody. and He know how to do it. Are you here? Again, then some people like that control. Folk just sitting up in bondage, and I almost kind of feel like y'all religious with all these masks on, just, just in bondage. Just, you need freedom from that. Take them off when you get home. When you get home. When you get home. <laughs> but leave it on for now, though. <laughs> Take, leave it on now. <laughs> yeah, we'll pick up here next week. I, I'm not going to. Yeah, yeah I, I, I don't want to give you too much. We'll pick up here next week. Come on, let's get the Lord a shout of praise. If this message has been a blessing to you and you would like to make a donation and support this ministry as we expand the kingdom of God, please visit ShekinahGloryFC.com or download our church app from iTunes App Store or Google Play by searching Shekinah Glory FC and click Give to make your donation.